Tonight's test track presented by Chevrolet closed early again at Epcot for the third consecutive day. These outages are a great way to prepare for someone for owning a ship. Way to prepare yourself. Backstage at Walt Disney World, Walt's personal airplane has been uncovered ahead of its move to be a part of the 2022 D23 Expo. Of course, since it's impossible to fly between Anaheim and Orlando in time, the plane will be driven. Temperatures in Orlando dipped into the low 30s on Sunday with near freezing temperatures at every park, except Animal Kingdom where it remained in the 90s. It's the hottest park. For WWE News Today, now it's time for WWE News Tonight! Live from WDWNT Celebration near the Walt Disney World Resort, it's WDW News Tonight with Tom Corliss and Nicolo Cicero. Tonight, if Epcot attraction names are honest, rejected themed stroller ideas, the Jumble Cruise, we continue our countdown of the 50 biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney World and more. I'm Nicolo Cicero, and now, here's your host, Tom Corliss. Hello, I'm Tom Corliss, and welcome to WWNT Sour Hearts Night. Sour Hearts. <laughs> the opposite of Sweetheart. Yeah. How's it going? Yeah. Uh, sad week. Why is it a sad week? Tom Brady. Oh, maybe Done. sad for you. Yeah, it's, ha it's very happy for the rest Re of us. <laughs> rest yeah. of football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tell me the Jets. The, what did the Jets tweet? Well, because, you know, there was all that stuff about Brady retiring on, uh, like, Saturday. And they came out, they was retiring, and they were like, no, no, no. And yeah, then and his dad came out and was like, I don't do so. Yeah, and then uh, they came out, he came out with his official announcement yeah. on Tuesday, and the Jets tweeted, this, this better be for real this time. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. We're the Jets or the Dolphins. Like, we couldn't beat the Bills this year. We're worried right. about the Patriots. I don't know. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. We'll, we'll you tried to get me on the script. I, I caught it, though. It's not the 200th episode. Oh, did it say it? It still says it right oh, there. That's why I was it. laughing through the, yeah, uh, does, through the read because yeah. I was like, Good job. Ah. Good job. You're 200 episodes. You're finally getting the hang of this. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Please hit the like button, subscribe, and if you're really enjoying this nonsense, you can leave a super chat here on YouTube. Your donations will be used to review 42 different churros <laughs> at wow. Disney. I mean, there's a lot. There so I feel like all I ate for four days was churros. <laughs> a lot of bad Still, life. It's, it's pretty bad. I feel, I feel pretty <laughs> gross. I feel, yeah. feel horrible. Besides, like, the next 30 Sick. days, I'm just eating, like, grilled chicken bowls. That's where, that's where <laughs> I'm at now. Or if I don't want to die at 40, we got to <laughs> – something's got to change in the <laughs> theme park food review life, right? Yeah. Yep. Boy. Anyway. I'll get Less you on depressing. the Tom Brady diet. Less than what? I'll get you on the Tom Brady diet. At least said Tom Brady died. I got excited. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh. Sorry. Oops. Uh, what, what, what is the Tom Brady diet? Just eating right. <laughs> not, not theme park food. He doesn't. It's, it's just one bullet point. It's like, no churros. Like, that's, that's the whole, yeah. do not Tom, go to Disneyland. Tom probably has not had a churro in the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, probably his wife probably hasn't either, I would imagine. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think supermodels have ever eaten churros. In probably their not. Entire life, probably no. not. No. no. Anyway, 
There you go. There. You have something in your podium. <laughs> it sounded so wrong. Why, that's personal, Tom. <laughs> you have something in your podium. Let me, oh, sorry. I, <laughs> you know. In, what, oh. Yes, no, we do have something, we, we have something very special. Yeah. Um, a, a, uh, for a someone who watches the show, uh, sent a note to Nick and Pete. Let me, let me read this here, if you don't mind. Yeah, go I for it, that's read? why okay. I prompted you. Trying to be. Thank you, Sabrina. You just okay. there is there is more than two people in the audience this week. I want to assure you, the joke so, is just not funny. Nick and Pete, we love watching Liquid Magic, and we thought it was time for the show to have its own shaker. Mm. We had hoped to give it to you in person at the 200th episode of News yeah. Tonight, but it didn't arrive in time. Mm. Thanks for all the great drink recipes and all the laughs, Sean and Rebecca, living the dream in the chat. I'm so sure they're watching tonight. They sent us that. a liquid magic shaker. Right? Is that, That's yeah. great. Complete with top. So That's Pete, top. <laughs> next time we shake something, it won't go all over the place. It's our only shaker with a top. I give Pete a week until we lose until the we top. lose the top. But look at that! Look at that! Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. It feels good. I got excited when they said we needed a shaker. I thought there was going to be a country bear in the box. Love it. it. Wasn't. Liquid. One of the country bears is named Shaker. Sure is. Yep. I'll leave it now. It's fine. <laughs> no, there's show to do. It's all right. There is show to do. It's all right. But yeah, that's very. That was very thoughtful. It's so very sweet. That, that's great. So Can't we'll wait. see that. Uh, we were supposed to have Liquid Magic next week, but Pete, Pete like forgot and now isn't doing it. But uh, March 17th, St. Patrick's on St. Patrick's Day. We're gonna have liquid magic. That's so, fantastic. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a wild. You hear that, buddy? March seventeenth. Get ready. It's also the start of March uh, Madness on the same show. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we we haven't announced this yet. The no. the tournament we're gonna do number one for the wigs. Oh. That's the wigs tournament. Oh. We're really doing it. Okay. So if you're a wigs member, seven dollars and above, you get the post show every week. Yeah. So on those post shows for those three weeks, we will do a tournament of sixty the sixty four best restrooms. Walt Disney World. Nice. Public restrooms, not not any resort bathrooms <laughs> okay. in your room. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we're going to do that. And then the regular March Madness tournament is going to be uh, the 64 greatest ride scenes in Walt Disney World's history. So we're going to specifically Ooh. ride scenes. Yeah. So like think about like the fifth dimension scene versus the stretching room, uh, you know, the elephant wow. bathing pool versus, I don't know, what's another memorable scene of a ride? Mickey's uh, Runaway Railway. Nope, no, nope, no, no. Said memorable, not oh. not unfortunate. But yeah, so yeah, March Madness is coming. But we got we had a lot of shows before that. Let's, yeah. let's, let's get moving. Now the news. News. Brought to you by the WWNT Interglobe Society. I can't believe people do that every week. I can't can't believe that's a thing now. Unbelievable. Mears has removed their guarantee from their website that promised they, quote, will have you on your way to your resort within 20 minutes of your check-in to the Mears Connect reception area. Man, are we sure Disney isn't operating the service? <laughs> are we positive? Do we know this for sure? I don't know. Disney is now auditioning dancers with ballet technique who, quote, may perform an aerial routine for celebration of Festival of the Lion King. However, still no word on if or when anyone will be doing an aerial routine at Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Don't know. <laughs> you know, just play it. Just, just play it now. Oh, Go ahead. I thought good. it was good. I liked it. 
And hopefully at home it was appreciated. I'm going to assume the people it was. at home it was. appreciated the joke. Twitter user Princess Mel2 has shared a photo of two guests who scaled the fence near the China Pavilion at Epcot the other day and climbed down next to World Showcase Lagoon to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. In their defense, many guests commented that it was the best pyro display on the lagoon that day. <laughs> yeah, Bob Chapek had them put Disney music to it. It was, yeah, it's great. Guests staying at any Disneyland Resort hotel can enjoy new fitness activities offered by Tanea Stone Spa at the Grand Californian. Some of these activities take place at the uh, Grand, uh, Disney California Adventure in the mornings before it opens to guests. And not to be outdone, though, Epcot has started offering in-park fitness as well. Nick, have you heard about that? No. Yeah. Fitness 2,000-calorie donut in my mouth. <laughs> Just play it again. <laughs> Just play it again. Just play it again. The people in the rotunda thought it was really funny. The, the, the people we have seated up there tonight were, were laughing. They're really far away, though. One of the brightest parts of the world's most magical celebration is the Beacons of Magic, which light up the iconic structures in each Walt Disney World theme park for the 50th. Now guests can make their own magic with a set of four puzzles that show off the Beacons of Magic as they light up the night. Uh, this is funny, of course, because uh, all but Spaceship Earth felt pieced together. So, puzzle. <laughs> I botched that. It's fine. It's fine. Sorry, no one watches this anyway. Actually, it's not. It's not accurate. Last week's show, 18,000 18, views on YouTube, one of the most watched news tonights of all time, wow. even though it was eight and a half hours long. It sure was. Yeah. It was eight and a half hours, right, at the time? Well. It felt like it. I don't know. Pete, can, you know it's bad when Pete tries to wrap things up. Nah. That's when you know things are bad. That's, <laughs> if that's the person reining you in, oh, man, <laughs> you've made some mistakes in your life. Mm. It's okay. He doesn't watch. It's fine. Guests preparing for their voyages aboard the Halcyon may now purchase some Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser exclusive outfits on ShopDisney.com. These items are available for purchase exclusively to guests with a qualifying Star Cruiser reservation. Shop Disney promises this new first-of-its-kind immersive order-botching experience will be unlike anything <laughs> you have ever seen before. <laughs> completely, completely different. And of course, like all other Shop Disney orders, packages will be delivered via Star Tours. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Then, in the end, you, you know, just like the, the Endor moon was the address on the, on the box, but it went to a different planet. Just like, just like your real shop Disney orders. Yeah. All, all those, those 32 orders they canceled to find last year are somewhere out in That's space. That's where they go. They end up on Endor. Yeah. Okay. I had 30, 32 yeah. canceled orders. In, in, oh, actually, 2020. It was a long time ago. But wow. 32 canceled orders, things they couldn't fulfill. Wow. Yeah. They had a great year. Cast members can now use their merchandise discounts on Walt Disney World 50th anniversary merchandise. The discount was not previously eligible, but this has been reversed as of January 28th, now since all the good 50th merchandise is gone. However, they can still shop the eBay collection. <laughs> the eBay collection is still available, still available yeah. online. No yeah. discount, though. No discount applies. Disney's Hollywood Studios will be closing a bit early on April 6th at 5 p.m. Uh, this will affect no one, as everyone will be done with the park by then anyway. So no one, no one will be affected. Thanks, Sabrina. <laughs> oh. 
A new special edition Kate Bishop doll from Hawkeye has landed on ShopDisney.com. And before you ask Nick, no, it's not inflatable. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. Those arrows would pop it anyway, so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Best. Special, special arrows? Best. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Those trick arrows, I yeah, they do, show do a good so job. Much. Really, it's the worst show. Lin-Manuel Miranda's runaway Encanto hit, We Don't Talk About Bruno, hit number one this week on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. The last Disney animation song to hit number one when the chart was A Whole New World, which spent a week at number one, March 6, 1993. Sadly, we also don't talk about the Encanto box office, which ended at under $100 million. Don't, don't talk about that either. Uh, still at number two, though, Spike the Bee. Spike the Beast still holding on at number nice. two. The Billboard Hot 100. Uh, the, the lawsuit will be worth it in the end. It'll be all right. This week saw the opening of Disneyland After Dark's Sweetheart Tonight. The event featured special fireworks and character meet and greets with some of Disney's most darling couples like Mickey and Minnie Mouse, Belle and the Beast, Tiana and Prince Naveen, and Bob Chapek with a family's life saving. We're all, <laughs> we're all there. You could meet them all. <laughs> <laughs> Among all, the, he was not distanced from the from the life savings though. No. He was right on top of it. You know, some people are uncomfortable with that. Among, <laughs> uh, at least Sabrina and I are having a good time. <laughs> Among all the fun to be had at the event were special photo ops throughout Disneyland, each themed to a different Disney movie or attraction. There was a Tony's restaurant uh, themed photo op with a recreation of the table Lady and the Tramp sat at in the film, and cutouts of Tony and Joe playing their instruments were on either side. Fun fact, the prop spaghetti was made of the same material as the real spaghetti served <laughs> at Tony's at the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> same. The attention to details, crazy. Uh, this also marked the first time that Tony and Joe were cardboard and not the food. <laughs> it was a number of firsts wow. at that photo op. Uh, the new Toontown Hills are currently being installed on top of the show building of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disneyland. Not to be that guy, though, they're no match for the real hills we added at the Moana construction site at Epcot. They're just, they're real, so oh, it's yeah. cool. Beautiful. I mean, there's no grass on them or anything. They're just, they're just brown, but, but they're cool. Yeah, they're real. Yeah. yeah. It's the best interventions exhibit they've had thus far. <laughs> <laughs> the hills you could slide down, yeah. Uh, it's Magic Key Holder Celebration Month at Disneyland, or as we're calling it, the year of a million paper giveaways. <laughs> A lot of paper. Key holders can grab a free set of Avengers Campus blueprints at the Wonderground Gallery. And honestly, Disney will give them any other sensitive documents they want as long as they promise not to sue. As long as you won't sue whatever blueprints or schematics you want, it's fine. Oh, yeah, Bob. There's Bob. Bob's worried about the blueprints. Bob and I have had a lot of phone calls about blueprints in our time. Yeah. There's a new series of VHS box plush at Disneyland. Incl Lauren, we'll tell you what VHS is later. Don't worry about it. There's a new series of VHS <laughs> box plush at Disneyland, including Winnie the Pooh, Sully, and Powerline. Do you know Powerline is Bob Chapek's personal favorite? Did you know no, that? No, why is that? Uh, not because he likes a goofy movie, but because he was raised under them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the <Walt Disney laughs> Oh, I'm going to get a call about that one tomorrow. Uh, 
The Walt Disney Company is looking to hire a business development manager with knowledge of NFTs, non-fungible tokens, to lead the company in the NFT space. A month ago, Bob Chapek said the three pillars of the company would be storytelling, excellence, innovation, and relentless focus. It turns out the three pillars are actually NFTs, cryptocurrency, and gambling. Nah. That's what we found out so far. The three real pillars. All right, these are the ones we tell people, but these are the real ones. <laughs> the maiden voyage of the new Disney Cruise Line ship, the Disney Wish, has been delayed. Been delayed from June 9th to July 14th, because the ship is not finished. Disney does everything on time. Everything on time. See, a cruise ship on land wasn't such a bad idea, said the Galactic Star Cruiser designer. <laughs> Eliminate so many problems if the ship doesn't move. Just get a box truck. <laughs> the box truck, I've heard, may not make it. It might be delayed until July, the box truck. We don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, and once you get Disney, Disney in, a, in a ride vehicle, then you have problems. It takes a little longer. The Mardi Gras Tribute Store is open early at Universal Studios Florida. It's themed to an abandoned float factory. Yeah, it was a company that once built parade floats for Disney, but they don't build parades anymore, so now it's a store. Uh -huh. So they, don't, they didn't have any more business. So Make use of it. After 688 days, the stars of Marvel Superhero Island are once again taking to the streets with the return of the superhero motorcade at Islands of Adventure. The motorcade features Captain America, Wolverine, Rogue, Storm, and Spider-Man on motorcycles. Spider-Man doesn't even have a motorcycle. We can't get the citizens of Hollywood back at Hollywood Studios, they're giving characters nonsensical transportation at Universal. <laughs> they're just spending money. Once Harry Potter shows up in a blimp, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done at that point. Nah. I can't. Who brings us the news? This program and many more are brought to you by Wings, the WDWNT Interglobe Society. Support WDWNT to get early and exclusive access to content you can't find anywhere else, including exclusive post shows for WDW News Tonight, Park Center, and Cosmic Read Live each week, exclusive programs detailed, and our comedy riffing show, Ride Rehab Watches, access to our Discord community, and much more, with tiers starting at $2 a month. For more information, visit patreon.com slash WDWNT or visit WDWNT.com and click the Patreon link. Join Wigs and unlock even more WDWNT. Special thank you to our Wigs at home. Wigs, we have Wigs in the crowd tonight. We got some Wigs in the crowd tonight. There you go. Uh, of course, I want to mention, obviously, $7 and up to get the post show every week on the show. But we started a new thing in January. We're doing it again in February, on February 21st. Uh, we're going to do a Zoom with Tom, so Club uh, uh, 33 and up, get Zoom with Tom, and then it's released for everyone after uh, a couple days later, we release it to all the wigs levels, so make sure you're aware of that. But we have a great show tonight, a lot of good stuff on the show. If Epcot attraction names were honest, mm -hmm. we're going to reveal that. Uh, we have, uh, of course, we always get these exclusives here on the show. Did you know before they landed on those Mickey and Minnie themed strollers, there were many other ideas? for new themed strollers at Walt Disney World. They sure didn't happen, but we've uncovered the concept art. We're <laughs> going to share that with you tonight on the show. And also tonight, the return of the Jumble Cruise. No one likes the Jumble Cruise. All right. <laughs> no, they're just silent. 
Complete silence for Jumbo. We well, we're going to play it anyway. Super quick volunteers. Two, they were very excited before yes. the show to sign up to play Jumbo yes. Cruise. Well, in fairness, you didn't even say the name of the game yet. And someone's just like, me. So <laughs> they didn't know. They thought it was going to be one of the good ones. They thought it was like core bucks or Math game. match game. You missed map game by a week. Sorry. Yeah. But, but you get to play Jumbo Cruise. I like Jumbo Cruise. Same. I think it's fun. Nick has to read stuff. So any, any game where Nick has to read stuff is my favorite game. So that'll happen tonight. And we're finally breaking into the top 10 of the 50 biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney World, which is exciting. So a lot of show. Stick around for more tonight. Well, Magical Express is no more. What are you going to do, take a $16 bus ride like a trash person? Or pay $250 for mirrors to give you what they call premium service? Why not trust Nick's MaxiVan to get you where you need to go in Orlando? We even offer a premium service at a price that won't break the bank. Simply coordinate your pickup time with Nick and he'll grab you from Orlando International Airport and take you to any hotel, residence, Rachel's, or wherever you might need to go. With premium service, we will even customize the Maxi Van to indicate your destination, giving you that personal touch from Nick himself. Once on board, you can snack on a selection of premium chocolates, including Godiva Christmas boxes, bought at a discount after the holidays. As always, we also have a foot bath at every seat. Relax and enjoy the Maxi Van's personal entertainment center, now stocked with Blu-ray copies of We're Back and That Thing You Do. Once we arrive at your resort, Pete will simply show the security guard the dining reservation we made in advance, which we plan to modify and cancel more than 30 minutes before the time to avoid the no-show fee. So don't spend $250 on premium Mears Connect when for just $2.50 more, you can add premium service to any Nick's Maxi Van ride. Book tonight by calling 407-W-DIDNEY or online at our new home, nicksmaxivan.com. I'll even rub your feet if you'd like. I know you would. Oh, there's a great big carousel of products, and it's shipping right your way. Hello there, we have a new shirt for those of you who are alive in the 80s. If you think this is good, you should have seen Horizons. It was great. You could choose your own ending, and it even had sound. It was incredible. And you can pick up this new shirt from Carousel of Products for only 20 bucks. What a deal! Plus, we're having the hottest sale we've had in years. You could pick up all this great WDW News Tonight logo apparel on sale. Also, all of our 20 years of adventure in California merchandise is on sale as well. Plus, many of your favorites. Shop now at carouselofproducts.com. Welcome back to News Tonight. We are live on YouTube. Please hit that like button. Please subscribe and please Let's find out what's happening this week on uh, Disney Plus. This week on Disney Plus, the men who stare at goats. <laughs> wow. 
People right. have seen that movie. There was a lot oh, of discussion. Yeah. Maybe people don't remember that movie. That but clearly, intriguing there you go. goat. It's back when I wore the, the jacket. Yeah. Um, I want to mention some things real quick. We mentioned wigs before. We mentioned this on a post show a couple weeks ago, but I want to quickly show these again. Um, Lucas, Allison's uh, husband, has made these wonderful uh, resin signs of the Wigs logo. These are exclusive to Wigs members, and they are available now, and they're made on demand. So when you order one, they're handmade, they're hand-painted, they're really wonderful, and they come in three varieties. We have the classic blue and white, which is what our logo looks like. We also have this cool-looking stone one that's fun, and then we even have some gold. gold. It's a fab the Fab 50 version. There you go. It's now, about the same size as most of the Fab 50 statues, too. These are available only to Wigs members. All the information is there on Patreon if you want to pick them up. Again, they're made on demand, and they're really cool. And we're only going to make them for a limited time, and then they're history. So if you want to show your Wigs pride, there you go. Another thing I want to talk about, Carousel Products, you just saw the ad, which is already out of date because the news tonight stuff isn't on sale still. But, but all the other stuff in that ad is still on sale, by the way. Um, and we did have this shirt, which launched in all the hoopla of last week's 200th episode, 10 and a half hour extravaganza. Uh, this is, if you think this is good, you should have seen Horizons. They are half gone already. So if you want one, they're going fast. Make sure you go grab one. And I don't, Rob's going to yell at me for this, but I don't care. I'm going to do it. I'm going to preview what we're releasing next week because we're very excited about it. And plus, some people in the crowd got to buy it tonight. We had them early. This is something that never happens. We had the shirts early. Um, and so next week, we're going to celebrate uh, Valentine's Day with our first couple shirts. Aww. The first couple shirts. You don't have to be a couple to buy them because they, they work well alone either way. Yeah. But uh, we love Sunny Eclipse, right, Nick? I mean, that's even your, your oh, Twitter yeah. handle. I mean, it was my Halloween costume. It was. Um, so we're going to celebrate Sunny Eclipse with our couple shirts. Uh, the first one we have here. See, see Sunny Eclipse at the at Cosmic Rays Starlight Lounge. There it is. That one's pretty cool. But I kind of like I kind of like the other one. I know. This this purple is really fun. We have a Space Angel shirt. I love that. Very excited about these. These are great. Um, and we're happy to have them. They'll release next Thursday uh, with the show uh, in honor of Valentine's Day. Our first couple shirts. But again, there's absolutely nothing about them that specifically make them couple shirts. We just thought it'd be cute if people wanted to go out as a couple wearing Sunny Eclipse shirts. Who, who else sells two Sunny Eclipse shirts? Right. No one. No. Only, only we are daring enough to sell you two different Sunny Eclipse shirts <laughs> at once starting next week. But, yeah. I'm going to throw everything on the floor. I'll just leave those there. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where to put these. They're giant. I'll take them. You want They're me great. Them? Do you like yeah. You want them? Yeah. There you go. There we go. Don't drop them. They're handmade. There we go. All right. Catch <laughs> This week's show is in 3D. I don't know if we told people at home, you got to put your glasses on now. Anyway, a couple weeks ago on the show, we talked about if Magic Kingdom attraction names were honest. You know, people walk up to these rides all the time, and they ask the cast member, what is this? Because let's, let's face it, these attraction names could be confusing if you've never been here before. Like, what's Spaceship Earth? What is that? Am I getting in a spaceship? What, what, going to Earth? I yeah, what, what, what's what? happening in this ride? So we thought it would be helpful yeah. for people who had not been to Epcot before. If we did, we did it for Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that went now over really well. Yeah, now we're going to do it for Epcot in a segment we call "If Epcot Attraction Names Were Honest." There you go. They never had ticket books at Epcot, but we used it. But anyway. they will. They will. <laughs> 
to go with the new ad. Zach Ridley's going to show you all the ticket samples. <laughs> like, look at all. We had all these colors to choose from. All right, let's see. what, what uh, Let's start. What all do we right. got? Park where IPs are not okay. <laughs> I will greet you when you enter. Park no. where IPs are not okay. The History of the World, presented by Jib Jab. <laughs> Spaceship Birthday, it's pretty, pretty honest, right? You see the history of the world, and then there's a Jib Jab video yeah. at the end. Yeah. Next. Uh, Dirty Glass the Ride. Nah. <laughs> oh, cool. That one's real dirty. <laughs> wow, you've never seen that many thumbprints. Awkward Without Kids. That's Turtle Talk with Crush, by the way. Yeah. Turtle Talk with Crush. I'll announce the attraction name first. I'll help everyone out. Turtle Talk with Crush. It's awkward without kids. Right, Nick? Yeah, that, well, no. I don't know. <laughs> I'm okay. All right, next. No shame. Uh, awesome Planet. Uh, we'll call it Awesome Stock Footage. <laughs> That's a good one. Whoa. <laughs> Look what we bought. <laughs> Uh, Soren, lame flight of passage. Ooh. What are you booing? Ooh. Why are we booing? <laughs> it's lame flight of passage. That's what it is. Uh. Your grandpa's rocking chair is raised in front of an IMAX screen. Very exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. All right, Nick. Uh, during the holidays, Christmas lights with shrimp. Nah. <laughs> That's all it is. Christmas lights with shrimp boat ride. Presented by Chiquita. Love that Chiquita shrimp. They don't sell shrimp. Did you know that? There's no Chiquita shrimp. But they will. <laughs> I mean, they like to sell things you peel before you eat, right? I mean, it's their whole go. gimmick. It's a bit of a fixer-upper. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's got a few flaws. Wake up for the song. Wow. <laughs> Wake up for the song. The American Adventure. Wake up for the song. <laughs> you know? Says it all. Uh, we should just stop there, but we won't. We won't. No. Everyone in this film is dead. <laughs> it's very old. Actually, I mean, the kid that looks in the dessert window might be alive. We yeah, haven't looked. I bet you. He yeah. might be alive. Maybe not after eating that dessert case. <laughs> it's basically my fate. This <laughs> be at Disneyland. I have to review all of these. Mm. Proof Imagineers have interns. <laughs> wow. There was... There was going to be a different one. We argued about three different ones of these. Um, I think the other one was, was why, do, why do some portions look poorly animated? I think it was another one, but anyway. I think we picked the right one. Voted best attraction at Walt Disney Studios Park seven years in a <laughs> row by Theme Park Insider. <laughs> Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. What an accomplishment. I don't think the math works on that one. But you want let, what works I'll, on that I'll, one? I don't think the math works on that one, but I'll let it go. At Walt Disney Studios Park, it's been there for seven years. Oh. In Paris. Oh, in Paris, yes. It's not in, you know what park it's in here, right? Yes. Have you been? Have you been? <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> I can't even tell Epcot from studios anymore. That's how bad it's, it's been. It's been a while. They're all just dirt piles for a while. 
And then they all come out the same. It's the next one. Uh, <laughs> wow. Canada far and wide. Yeah. We hear laughter so infrequently, we will hold on this. I will hold on this all night if it keeps going. Man. We found one. We hit gold. I think we have one more. We have Harmonious. Is it Harmonious? All right. It's <laughs> not. All right, that's, that's if Epcot attraction names were honest. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we have a lot more show. We have Jumble Cruise, 50 Moments, uh, those rejected strollers, all that and more tonight. Do you know where in Disney World you can find pizza that was given an absurdly high rating from an internet pizza celebrity? And do you remember when recording star Lizzo went viral for her TikTok making ice cream bread? Well, it's time to walk that celebrity red carpet because I'm back with another food hack. Hey everybody, it's Eric from WDWNT and today we are going to combine some of our favorite treats into one amazing dish that is sure to please your taste buds and your wallet. We call this one Pizza Lizzo. Now, we have no culinary skills here, so we won't be cooking anything, but here we go. We're here at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and we're gonna go straight to Grand Avenue and place a mobile order from Pizza Rizzo. Wait, now, where the hell my phone? Ah, there it is. And our order is ready. They gave me a salad, but this is food flog and we won't be needing that. And before you get all high and mighty about throwing away food, try to remember it was food from Pizza Rizzo. We're gonna place the pizza in our proprietary heat wave bag, and now it's ready for transport. Now we need to head on down to Hollywood Scoops. It's kind of a long walk, and I've been walking around and it's damn near four. Not only that, my feet are all sore. Anyway, here we are at Hollywood Scoops, and we're gonna pick up their ice cream sundae. Now we're gonna place the slices of pizza along the edges because presentation is important. And I know a lot of you think I won't do this with Disney food, but I just took a DNA test and it turns out I'm 100% that stitch. Now let's get some fresh photos with the bomb lighting. Dig on in. Mmm, you know, I've eaten some pretty terrible things for this segment, but I do my hair toss, I check my nails, and people, I have to tell you, it's good as hell. I highly recommend this dish next time you're in Hollywood Studios. Until next time, this has been Eric, and I'm walking my fine ass out that door. like wishables? Do you hate squeezing bags of plush in front of children and your peers? Are you running out of money and own 476 Jessies from the Toy Story Mania collection? 
Well, it's time for your wish to come true with Wishable's X-Ray Goggles. Wishable's X-Ray Goggles can see through the blind bags of these popular collectibles so you know what's inside. Stop making a scene crinkling loud bags in the middle of a store during a global crisis and shop with confidence using these sleek and stylish X-Ray Goggles. The Wishable's X-Ray Goggles can be assembled by collecting four pieces randomly packaged in blind bags. Collect them all and then you build specs. Want to know which X-Ray Goggle pieces are in each bag? Well, then you'll need the Wishables X-Ray Goggles X-Ray Goggles. For only $500, you'll know that you're buying all four of the pieces you need to see through each and every Wishables blind bag. You'll save thousands of dollars and your pride. Wishables X-Ray Goggles and Wishables X-Ray Goggles X-Ray Goggles are now available wherever Wishables are sold. Get yours today. Every time he plays that one, I just have the Dream Flight song stuck in my head the whole night. That's what happens. Love it. It's the best. Let's find out the Disney Parks Incorrect Fact of the Week. No, there's an alarm going off. I don't know what's happening back there. All right. First this. Disneyland Paris will celebrate its 30th anniversary with the world's first synchronized and unionized drones. <laughs> there you go. Paris, everything's unionized. <laughs> we will not work in these conditions. <laughs> anyway, I just remember when the, uh, the cleaning people went on strike and they decided to dump bags of garbage all over the entrance of Disneyland. Wow. It was amazing. It's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. <laughs> um, the light's going off back there. I think that means we have a super chat. Is that right? Am I correct? We do have a super chat. Here we go. 99 cents, it's blank. Just Johnson. Well, thank you, Just you Johnson, go. for the 99 cents. We appreciate it. Also, $2 for hashtag Spike the Bee Forever from WDW Mickey. Got to get a spork to Spike the Bee. Another one, we don't talk about Chapek, WDW Mickey, $2. Uh, yeah, I love this show. I love it more. I need new glasses. I love it more live. Keep it up. That's right. Say my name. Rosita. Rosita Klein. <laughs> Rosita Klein, $100. Thank you, Rosita. You're not humiliating me at all. I appreciate it. We're glad you like the shaker. Can't wait to see it in action, said Living the Dream. Yeah. $20. They bought you a shaker and then gave us $20. These people are too kind. Thank you. They're too kind. Thanks for the super chats. We appreciate them. Uh, you guys fund this show. You make it happen. And we're happy to do it for each and every week. All right, let's talk about what's coming up here on the show the next yeah. couple of weeks. Next week, Nick, is big. Next week is our annual Valentine's Day special. Back in person, in the room. They'll all be in the same room for the dating game. Yes, we will. Multiple rounds. So we're hoping for some, so a couple of games. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah so, some first, some first times. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're out there and uh, you applied for the dating game, we'll start contacting prospective uh, contestants tomorrow, yeah. so uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, it's you know this is exciting. We we got a lot of entries, a lot of great people, a lot of great responses. Uh, I'm excited. I really am. That's I'm great. feeling good. Also, first time ever, the not so newly wed game oh, yeah. is next week as well. 
Uh, then on February 17th, we're back with the 50 biggest moments and if Hollywood Studios attraction names were honest. Mm -hmm. On February 24th, it is the road trip to the grand opening of Peppa Pig Theme Park. We're going. It's happening. Uh, also, we'll conclude the 50 biggest moments once and for all that week and if Animal Kingdom attraction names were honest. And then uh, we're taking a little break uh, so we can go review a spaceship hotel thing. Uh, and on March 17th, on March 17th, uh, we will be back for our first ever St. Patrick's Day show on St. Patrick's Day, Liquid Magic, and the beginning of March Madness 2022, the 64 greatest ride scenes in the history of Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. It's an exciting couple weeks coming up. Sure but Nick, is. who brings us the show each and every week? The news tonight is brought to you by the Vacationaire, the engineers of your next magical vacation. Sit back and let their team of vacation planning experts craft your family's next magical Disney trip. The best part is their services are free. Visit www.travel for details. The Vacationaire, the official travel agency of WDWNT. Thank you, Nick. And now let's, uh, let's read some comments. Let's do it. Walt Disney presents... Me after 42 churros. <laughs> All right. All right, let's start off on the uh, story. A stay at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser guarantees front of line access to both Galaxy Edge attractions. Mm -hmm. Josh wrote, so it's a $3,000 lightning lane pass. Uh, Cody wrote in, for the prices to stay there, I'd expect to star in the next film, not just get a $4,000 Fast Pass. Uh, next story, Disney Travel Company offering private transport to Walt Disney World as vacation package add-on. Uh, KT McOves wrote, I hope they send the box truck to pick me up at MCO. Me too. Oh me too. Maxi fans sure will be there. Uh, John wrote, they should be offering pirate transport as an add-on. Wow. Instead of private. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, you mind if I get political for a moment? Oh, no. Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resort, the host Florida oh, Chapters no. Conference featuring Mike Pence, Neil Gorish Such. Who? Who? Gorge? Gor Gorge? It's pronounced gorgeous, I believe. <laughs> and Florida Governor Ron DeSantos. Anyway, Mandy, yes, that one wrote, looking forward to seeing them try to polish off a kitchen sink after the conference. Oh, boy. Uh, we're going to stay political for a second, oh, so bear boy. with me. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser exclusive outfits arrive on ShopDisney.com. At uh, Dragon Lawyer 11 wrote, man, dinner there is going to be great. At one table will be a guy who spent $400 for his outfit at Shop Disney, and another will be the guy in flip-flops, cargo shorts, and a Let's Go Brandon tank top. <laughs> wow. All right, we're off politics now. Brandon's a spice trader, by the way. Ah, yes, wow. yes. He's in... He's in the latest season of The Mandalorian. Oh. Not the book of Boba Fett no. we were lied to. It's actually just another season right. of The Mandalorian. 
All right, last story. Guest tricked us. Guest climb, guest climb down and smoke in off-limits area at the uh, edge of World Showcase Lagoon in Epcot. There's, There's a beautiful picture ball. there. Nope. Love it. Uh, Mandy, yes, that one says, isn't 4.53 p.m. about the time they drive the barges into the lagoon during Illuminations days? They wouldn't be there if the area was being used. Another consequence of Harmonious. Blame Chapek. We're really trying to connect this to Harmonious. Yeah. If the daytime's fountain were, if the daytime fountains were on, they yeah. would have been sprayed because they all shoot the wrong way. Yep. So yep. that's what they should just turn that on and run them all off. Keep put the cigarette out. out. <laughs> um, uh, Roy wrote in. I really. What? Fontleroy. Sure. Gorgeous. Scout. <laughs> Scouting for a new fireworks dessert party location. The smokers, the smokers, the smokers dessert party. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, for people who smoke. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Christine wrote, uh, they are lucky an alligator didn't find them. Sure, maybe. I don't know. Ooh, alligator. Rebecca wrote, don't get political, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of hearing about alligators all over Twitter. This is ridiculous. All right. Rebecca wrote, seriously, y'all are crucifying them smoking, but are perfectly okay with the 75% of adults walking around getting buzzed or worse, drunk at Epcot. I mean, the drunk people aren't in the lagoon. That's so, true. You know. They're on the walkway. They're on the promenade. In the so, bushes, maybe. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we were shaming them. I just think it was interesting that it was happening. Yeah. Uh, Julie wrote, this is what happens when they reduce the security presence. Guests are turning it into Six Flags with no consequences. In, six, in fairness, at Six Flags, they have smoking sections. That's so, true. That's true. Uh, at CrankyMom82 wrote, if you're doing all this for smoke, might be time to quit. And then finally, Ashley wrote, is it bad that I wish a fist fight broke out there instead? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss the simpler times. Oh, yes. Just fist fights. Now we've got fist people smoking everywhere. in restricted areas. It's so unrefined. It's getting rough out there, man. Real rough. Some things are getting better, though. You know, the, the, the strollers at Walt Disney World heard, yeah. were upgraded. Yeah, they got, we got themed ones now. They're red Exciting. and black and yellow, and they have Mickey and Minnie on either side. They're themed. Mm. This is the first time ever. It used to just be those beige, ugly things. And now we have these themed strollers. But before they arrived at the themed strollers with Mickey and Minnie, there were several other ideas for strollers that didn't make it. You know Imagineers. They're always yeah. the five that are left. Um, they're always drawn. <laughs> they're always drawn up to, before they move to Lake Nona. They're always drawn up all these yeah. different ideas and concepts. Not all of them can happen. So we've put them together in a segment we call "Rejected Walt Disney World Stroller Ideas." No. Or rejected baby strollers, whatever, <laughs> whatever it might be. So here you go, everybody. We're going to take a look at these first time anyone's ever seen this. Hmm. Um, they were going to do an iridescent stroller. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. That's the proper response. Yep. <laughs> Pretty. Iridescent stroller. Uh, this was the baby Herman stroller. Nah. <laughs> you would find you'd find him out by the lagoon. Nah. He's up against that wall by the lagoon with those other people. Holy smokes, Roger! <laughs> <laughs> you see how much a lightning lane is. <laughs> <laughs> That's an next one. Uh, the half-finished Tron canopy baby stroller. Sure. So your baby might be a little streaky with sunburn. Mm -hmm. With this one, just some streaks going across the baby. 
this, wasn't, this wasn't the best idea, this one. Uh, we have the pod racing <laughs> stroller. Gonna, this was going to be at Hollywood Studios. We have the, the pod racing stroller. Yeah. No masks, sir. Uh, Mears Connects. <laughs> there's, <gonna be> a, <laughs> there's no 20-minute guarantee on your baby's pickup, but mm. the Mears Connect stroller. Lots of room. That's how, they, you, that's how you get your baby from the airport to the park. <laughs> <laughs> they had to ride separate. Uh, for eBay resellers, they made this special <laughs> double-decker stroller that could hold a whole lot of merchandise for them. Wow, that's handy. It's just hard to carry all this stuff right. around. So you need that double-decker. You got to yeah. think of every guest. Yeah. Think all of those pockets. Guest. Yeah, a lot of pockets for you to put your, you know, disguises. <laughs> so you come back around the popcorn line with a mustache. And just like, <laughs> I would take two more pop, I mean, two popcorn buckets, please. <laughs> Oh, you haven't been here before. Here you go, sir. Well, thank you. What's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, This is the uh, Stroller Plus, which is allowed in places the regular stroller cannot go. <laughs> stroller Plus. That or it's the medical stroller. I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know. Switzerland. Got to get one of the drunk people. They fell in the lagoon. You got to get them somewhere quick. <laughs> Push them around. Uh, the horse-drawn street stroller, <laughs> which would have been a Main Street offering. Just pull your baby, pull your baby down. <laughs> That's it. I like that we picked the most modern stroller <laughs> to right? up to the horse, right? Yeah. Like, not an older-looking stroller. It is like a, a, a space-age stroller attached to that horse. Love what is it. it? That thing on the horse is giant. Look at that. The St. Louis Arch is on the back of that horse. It's the next one. Uh, we had the up stroller. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know why why the up stroller uh, wasn't little, wasn't yeah. chosen. It's a little dangerous. Yeah. Uh, at Disneyland Paris, they had this stroller, <laughs> which has a board for wine and cheese. Beautiful. Yes. And of course, the drinking age two. Disneyland Paris. Uh, <laughs> Um, they were going to get rid of strollers altogether and have a run Disney medal if your baby was able to walk the entire park. Wow. If your baby walked the entire park that day, they gave him a medal. That was one of their ideas. Of course, you had to pay for it, but... Yeah, right. But, yeah, the baby could walk the whole park to get, get a medal. Baby, baby might fall over, though. Be careful. Mm. Uh, there were the Disney mystery strollers. <laughs> These are in blind bags. You don't know, you don't know which stroller you're going to get. There's also variant strollers. Right. Uh, you know, sometimes they have one less wheel. Those are fun. Uh, Great. Uh, baby ECVs. They toyed with uh, the idea of having baby ECVs. That just seems wrong. Parents are just tired of wheeling their kids around. They're like, can't the kids wheel themselves around? The answer, baby ECVs. About time. Yeah. Uh, for adults, if you have a little too much of Trader Sam's, <laughs> there's the adult stroller. <laughs> Kungaloosh. <laughs> there you go. Those are all the rejected, rejected yeah. stroller ideas. All real. Oh yeah. Yes. You you, you got all those uh, at, at the Wonderground Gallery, right? They were giving. They out gave the, them uh, all out as lithographs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. Show up your magic pass. Sure. Magic key. Just like the blueprints. Yes. That's how I used to get all my blueprints oh, from yeah. Disney. Just show my magic key. So we got the Disney Springs one, right? Disney Springs, yeah. Runaway Railway, yeah. Star Cruiser, you know, yeah. all of those. <laughs> Show your pass and I'll give you. 
He just got it. He just got it now, Jeez. folks. Give him a minute. <laughs> All right. We're boy. Going to take a commercial break. God. We might come back. I don't know. But if we do, we're going to play the Jumble Cruise, so yeah. stick around for more tonight. All right. We might be There, me mateys. I'm Captain Barney Barnacle of the Disney Dream Cruise Ship. Have you ever wanted to set sail on the seven seas with a ragtag team of nautical narcissists? Well, have I got the cruise for you. Come with us on the Disney Media Cruise. Join your favorite vloggers, bloggers, and limelight hoggers for a seven-day Caribbean cruise as they help us tell you exactly how you should spend your time and money. I love to watch my favorite vloggers online. And now, thanks to the Disney Media Cruise, I was able to in real life. What a treat. The way they all have drama with each other and spend the whole time talking on their phones. I mean, they're just like us. Yes, join all your favorite online personalities for tons of blogger fun, including taking pictures of cold food, using Disney-approved hashtags, and smiling through the existential dread that your entire career be based on a YouTube algorithm. The Disney Media Cruise allowed me to vacation with people I'm obsessed with. And, and the ship is so big, I'm always outside the 50-yard restraining order. Still not sure the cruise is for you? Here's one of your favorite bloggers to convince you. Come join us for all of the Disney fun. It is a blast. The most fun, more Disney, more family, more timeless. What a great time, hashtag my Disney side. Please like and subscribe. How much could such a wonderful trip cost you? Well, since we allow all of our media friends on for free, it's going to cost you $4,000. But isn't it worth it? So come on now, it's time for you to pay the price and help us recoup some of the cost of the Disney Media Cruise. Ahoy! Welcome back. Oh, that's an empty chair. wonder why. Let's see what's debuting this week on Broadway.
slinky boots. You know, the sad part is they're all just going to fly off at some point. Not, they're not very sturdy. Nick, take it away. <laughs> so good. All right, we're going to be playing the Jumble Cruise here. We have our two contestants, uh, Stephen and uh, Gabrielle. And we are going to... Uh, is there a rules video? I don't know. I should have asked beforehand. Am I explaining this one? I'm yes, so good at explaining. they're jumbled. I'm so good at explaining games. All right. Buzz in for jumbles. So here's the cool thing. We have a theme tonight. We have a theme tonight with Valentine's Day coming up. Okay. So all the jumbles in this game are going to have to do with romantic things to do around Walt Disney World, okay? Mm. All right, all so right. what's gonna happen here, we're gonna put a jumble up on the screen. The first one to buzz in gets to uh, gets 20 seconds to unscramble the jumble. And if you're right, you get a point. If you're wrong, the other person gets 20 seconds to, to take a crack at it as well, okay? okay. Sounds good. All right, that's good. All right, let's have our first jumble. Shiny Glyph. Wait, was I supposed to push my button? Yes. Yay! <laughs> Shiny glyph. Does someone want to take a crack at that? No, no, no one, no, no guesses on that one. All right. Um, do you want to see if anybody in the, in, in the audience knows this Anyone one? Know? Any, any ideas? Shout it out. What could this unscramble to be? Shiny glyph. No? No, reveal it. All right, let's reveal it. Flying the fish. Flying fish. Oh my gosh. Wow. Restaurant. <laughs> Walt Disney World. All right. All right, we see how it's played. All right. Very good, Nick. That is a Disney Excellent. World. Excellent. Yes. All right, let's see the next jumble. Firing local liar. What Disney hopes happens to me. <laughs> no harm in buzzing and taking a shot at it. What do you think? Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. I might say the railroad, the Walt Disney World Railroad. The, the Walt Disney World Railroad. Is okay, that? Okay. Do we know if that's right? I'm not sure. We gotta, but... Well. Hippo, hippo oh. noises mean no. Hippo means no. <laughs> Hippos are not good. <laughs> no. All right, Stephen, did you want to take a try at it? Um, no idea. No idea. All right, audience, anything? Anybody have it? No. All right, let's reveal this one. California Grill. <laughs> the elephant knows all of them. He keeps yelling yeah. at us. Well, the elephant's good at it. Yeah. All right, let's check out our next jumble. Okay. Sick or tick? Oh my gosh. Sick or tick? Oh boy. Thanks, Shanghai. Uh, <laughs> all right. Anyone out there? 
Want to take a guess at this one? Wait, we got some hard jumbles this yeah, week, Tom. Hard, yeah. Man. Wow. All right, let's reveal this one. <laughs> Citrica. We get it. You know them, elephant. Wow. <laughs> All right, scores zero to zero. Is this the match game? It might be. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> All right, let's see our next jumble here. Avoiding <laughs> lewd nip. Are you sure about the nick, are you? Lewd <laughs> nip. Something with, well, no, not, I don't think it's with pineapple, but is it by Aventurillion? Do you want to take, take a shot, Steven? I can't even think of anything with a B in it right no. now. <laughs> All right, any, anybody have an idea? Mm. No, no. All right, let's, let's see what this one is. Pavilion. How much more romantic could you get? All right. I think we have some more. Let's get up our oh, next Oh, good. Show. More. Yes, we do. This is going so well. All right. Here we go. What's our next one? Wig Hill News. Wig Hill News. All right. Wigs for wigs. What could this one be? Saw these before the show, and I still have no idea. <laughs> uh, I wonder if anyone at home's getting. I don't know. I don't know. Hold a chair. All right, let's go ahead and reveal this one. <laughs> That's such a weird noise. Cinderella's wishing. Well. Wishing well. Yes. Yes. A lot of people pose there. They do. All right. Next jumble. Furrowers sicky. Furrowers sicky. What can we unjumble this one to be? Someone in the check goes, no, we are not getting these. <laughs> no one is getting any. I don't these. think no. so. I don't think so. Don't let's think let's uncover this one. Unjumble it. What is it? It is Fireworks Cruise. Of course. Of course. I think we got one left. One left. Let's do one. Thank God. Let's do Thank one God. more. <laughs> you <All> know. Right. <laughs> Botanical Star Diver. Botanical star diver. It feels like Kornak. At least in typical news tonight fashion, this will end in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Can I say something with river at least? You can. Okay. I will allow that. <laughs> um, what do you That's think? It's not going to be correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, there's the hippo. Oh. Bad hippo. Never want you to hear, the, hear you make fun of the map game ever again. Cause <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh, anyone? No? Last Someone one. in the chat got it. This one, yeah. Someone's got it. The only one. All right, let's see what it is. Ah! Oh, yeah. So they weren't impos completely no, impossible. It's... People said they got like two or three of them. So. They got two or three, but our contestants. It's a hard game, zero. though. It's a very hard got game. Got zero. <laughs> there's more? Great. Oh, there's more. Let's oh. keep going. All right, oh, good. I tried to get us out <laughs> of this Katie, one. Thanks, Katie, for the great news. <laughs> yeah. All right. Learn to read the room, kid. All right. <laughs> Next one. There's more. Okay. <laughs> what? Haystacks, thou semen. <laughs> Haystacks, thou see men. I thought Nick Reed Shakespeare was last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got this one. Oh, boy. It's a restaurant. There, you got a hint. No, any guesses out there? Eric. Eric. Yachtsman. Yachtsman Steakhouse. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah. Eric had not seen these yeah. before the show, by the way. Look at that. Of course, he knows the steakhouse. <laughs> if anything's a steakhouse, Eric will unscramble it in 0 0.8 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> What was Burns, that? We have, done. Got we have it. ten more? <laughs> okay, ten more. One more. Right, next Katie one. said one more. Okay. Katie runs the show, so ne let's let's go ahead. Next jumble, please. Ice Raider <laughs> Rag. My favorite old timey Ice song. Raider Rag. Romantic place. Walt Disney World. Waiting for Eric to yell Shula. <laughs> Eric, you got this one? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Let's see what it is. A carriage ride. Wow. That was so hard. <laughs> well, that was, that was so hard. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was hard, and it was worth it because you're both going to get some core bucks just <laughs> for standing up here and, and yeah. doing Great job. Thank you. Thank you, both of you. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for being part of this historic moment. That is the 100th tie <laughs> in New site history. Congratulations. It's an oh important moment boy. in our history. That was fun. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a commercial break Yay. and yell at whoever came up with the Jumble Cruise, and we'll be back with more. <laughs> oh. All right. When it comes to your happily ever after, we all agree that a Disney fairy tale wedding is the most magical one of all. It's too bad that Disney charges upwards of a trillion dollars just to let you get married even close to a theme park. 
If you don't have that kind of money at your disposal and you're looking to get hitched at the vacation kingdom of the world, then call us at unofficial Disney fairy tale weddings. We comb through every available space at the Walt Disney World Resort to find empty, vacant, or unsupervised spots in which to perform your wedding ceremony. Our most popular venues include Impressions de France, The Quiet Pool at Caribbean Beach, Uno de Cinquenta at Disney Springs, The Dark Part of the People Mover, Spice Road Table, and more. How about Cinderella Castle? What, do you want us to get caught? So these are not authorized? What do you think unofficial means? Anyway, just listen to these testimonials. My wife and I love Splash Mountain, so we were told to book our fast passes for 7 a.m. Not only did we have the whole ride to ourselves... Because nobody wants to ride a log flume at sunrise. But we had plenty of time to complete the ceremony after the cast member held our log at the top of the drop hill for over an hour. They didn't hold it. The agent pretended to get out, so they stopped the ride. We also now conduct ceremonies in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Get hitched in the queue for Rise of the Resistance and have your reception there, too. Each of your attendees will receive bottled water and Lay's potato chips at no additional charge. After your reception, get aboard a luxurious Walt Disney World motor coach and get whisked back to your all-star music honeymoon suite. Call today for pricing, availability, and more information. Unofficial Disney Fairy Tale Weddings. It's a Disney wedding for non-billionaires. Let the kaitels hit the floor. Let the kaitels hit the floor. Let the kaitels hit the floor. Let the kaitels hit the Don't miss the most extreme Disney show in our 50-year history. It's motherfucking kaitel! Yo, are you an angry AF annual pass holder? Well, get your ass over to the Discovery River Amphitheater and cop those exclusive seats for the insanity, son! Now through December 15th. After that, you gotta sit with the noobs like a trash person. Let the cocktails hit the floor. 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 Let the kite hit the floor. Disney kite only at Disney's most bitchin' theme park, Animal Kingdom. This is Captain Nemo speaking. Welcome aboard the Nautilus. We are proceeding on a course that will take us on a voyage 20,000 leagues under the sea. I think it's about time for a late night snack. Let's see what's happening this week at your local grocery store or supermarket. Maybe there's something good to snack on. Uh, Pillsbury Crescent Lake Rolls. <laughs> Yum. So Made with good. seaweed. They're delicious. Sabrina's so kind to all the comedy on this show. She'll laugh at anything. She'll laugh at anything. That's how she gets cast every week. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know. Job security. <laughs> get on the show. That's why no one else is on this week. All right, it's time to continue our countdown to the 50 biggest moments in the history of Walt Disney World. Still holding out for Doug Live. Still holding out. 
Joining us, we have Eric Morton and Sabrina down there. Hello. Hello, gang. Pleasure to be here at the office, Tom. Thanks yeah. for having me. <laughs> Way to ruin the illusion. This is a, <laughs> it's a very fancy studio. Very fancy studio. Anyway. All right, we are in the top ten. This is it. We're in the top ten moments as voted by the folks at home in the entire history of Walt Disney World. So let's do it. Number ten. Number ten is September 11th. 2001. The morning of September 11, 2001 started uneventfully at Walt Disney World and at 8.46 p.m. when the first jet hit the World Trade Center, guests were already inside the Magic Kingdom and were starting to funnel into the other three theme parks. For the first few minutes, the crash in New York appeared to be an accident. Obviously, it was not. And then at 9.03, it was clear it was not. Disneyland and its brand new sister park, California Adventure, never opened that day. In the chaos of that morning, Disney executives were facing the unknown, and even before the FAA ruled all planes must land and the airspace cleared coast to coast, they announced on ABC that all Disney parks worldwide would close. Less than five minutes later, the word filtered, word filtered up to the area and attraction lead, security, and all other cast members, and for the first time in memory in Florida, a parks-wide announcement abruptly broke through the area music that helps cast a spell each day. Quote, Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, Walt Disney World is now closed. Please follow the instructions of cast members and move to the nearest exit. It was the, only the second time a national emergency had shut down Disney parks. The first was the assassination of John F. Kennedy in 1963, long before Walt had even scouted land in central Florida. How unprecedented was the closure at the time? Well, for its first 28 years, Walt Disney World never closed its gates for a full day. Though the Magic Kingdom in Epcot did close several hours early for Hurricane Elena uh, on August 31st, 1985. Hurricane Floyd closed the theme parks and water parks early on September 14, 1999. September 11, 2001 was only the third such event. What's funny is in the last, since WWNT's been around, I think there's been two or three thanks to hurricanes. So it's become a little more common in the last decade at least. Still, when the emergency was declared, detailed procedures were in place to clear the parks. Cast members were told to form human walls to link hands and systematically sweep and empty parks full of guests at once. Most guests were not told why. Disney and its cast members, not to mention SeaWorld Universal, were uh, commended for how they handled the day and what came next. To help children uh, keep occupied and not terrorize, Mickey, Donald, Tigger, and the rest were scrambled out to all the resort hotels. Front desk and reservations cast members patiently found ways to extend stays of guests who, with no flights, had nowhere to go. Resort restaurants all had to ramp up on a dime to cope with huge crowds at mealtimes when most guests typically would eat out at the theme parks. September 12, 2001, the parks reopened, but the world and Disney World had changed forever. Overnight, makeshift bag screening tables were set up outside each park. Uh, these initial days of screenings were much longer, slower, and more thorough than what guests encounter today. Many people were asked to remove batteries from electronics to verify they were what they appeared to be. These early checks were supervised by Orange County Sheriff's deputies who also appeared in uniform outside and inside the parks. This was all but unheard of just the day before. This obviously deserves to be in the top 10. This changed Disney World um, and theme parks in general forever. Um, security screenings will be a part of theme parks for the rest of all time. From this moment onward, they were not a thing before this moment. Yeah. It's crazy to think about that. Like, 
Really I think, is. I think actually Lauren, park, though. yeah, Lauren brought up the other oh, day yeah. that no had, smartphone, no no yeah. news. You're just getting yeah. swept out of the park. Yeah. Thousands of people being pushed yeah. towards the exit, with no explanation yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. And and they they had those parks emptied within like, like within an hour, like something ridiculous. It was absolutely nuts. Like the swiftness that everybody was cleared yeah. out. Yeah. Now they had they had cell phones, right? So people are. Potentially getting calls. Some people. people know what's yeah. going on, but it's not like now. not everyone. Not like where you can check the right. news and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Lauren, I think, brought it up the other day. Like, you couldn't even uh, back in the day, you could take someone to their gate at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> um, that that's another thing. Like the world changed at this moment. Yeah. Um, undeniably, especially as far as security is concerned. Um, but this is, I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah, because you could wait at the gate for somebody to yeah. arrive. To like step yeah. off the plane. So kids, when you watch movies and that happens, no, that's not just them like thinking, yeah. oh, oh yeah, this would be cool. No, that was a thing you you could do. Yeah. You could do that. As Daniel Tosh said, now you just drop your girlfriend off at the curb and you're like, sorry, honey, I'd go with you to the gate, but it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. No, but uh, the logis the logistical nightmare, I'm sure, for travel agents and everyone else. Yeah. When uh, you know you couldn't fly. I'm sure people are scooping up rental cars yeah. to just try to get home. Yeah. Right? Like, and obviously yeah, you the tourism, rental cars or anything. The yeah, tourism yeah. industry crashed hard. Yeah. Like real hard. Um, things were bad for quite a while. Um, I would dare say, like, we're still not out of this thing, but um, I feel like we have bounced back a lot quicker from this than we did from 9/11, which boggles my mind. I would have never thought that in a million years, but. I remember still coming, you know, a year and a half, two years after 9-11. Crowds were still low, not as low as they were at the end yeah. of 2001. But 2002, 2003, 2004 were still slow years, right? Yeah, yeah but it was a, it's, a, it's a different kind of fear and a different kind of, uh, kind of impact, I think. I, I, I just, I, I think yeah. then, um, you know, I don't know. It, like, like this was like we were we were stuck stuck in inside for so long, yeah. and it was like, okay, I can get out and I can do things. But I can do like, things safely. Theoretically, but. what has the greater chance of killing you, right? Oh, the virus. Totally. It's yeah. absolutely it's the virus, the virus sure. right? So that's sure. why I'm like, well, but, it should be about the same, no? But I, I think this would be different if 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 the pandemic happened in 2001. Whatever came first to to kind of set that precedent yeah. of things are changed. I mean. People, I mean, now it's 20 years ago, and there's plenty of people around, you know, here that 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 wasn't even they don't know a time before that, but yeah. that changed everything about life. I mean, it really did. It impacted every everyday life in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it definitely impacted the the economy and travel and all this stuff. And, yeah. Everything was yeah. very uncertain. I remember, so I remember, like all the time, being like the only person in a land. Yeah, yeah. yeah it oh, it was a crazy. it was a fantastic time to come to the theme parks. As a, a, That's what I was saying. Like obviously, like, uh, yeah, a terrible, terrible event. Sure. But those those couple years after at Disney World, if you came, you probably had oh, a yeah. really good time because it was. Yeah. There was no one here. Yeah, yeah I, was, I started with a company like six months after this happened, mm -hmm. and I mean it was. I remember talking to people that had done like the Disney College program prior to me and stuff, and they wind up shutting down a lot of the different, uh, because they changed how they filmed things within the parks and who had access to it. Yeah. Because um, I had a friend that was down doing an internship for, um, 
for like theater and movies and stuff like that. Yeah. And she was working with the guys that filmed like the parades mm -hmm. and the nighttime shows. And she said afterwards, like access to anything like that yeah. just shut down because of the fact that uh, it was rumored anyways um, that the parks down here were a target. Mm -hmm. And yeah. because people, they had uh, access to going on and looking at um, like overhead layouts of the parks yeah. and of videos of how the things were set up. Like all of that changed yeah. as to who to access and everything like that. And then I remember talking to cast members uh, that I worked with for years and they would go by different names. Um, and they said they changed that after 9-11 because I worked with Moroccans um, that unfortunately, um, you know, felt the need to change their names because of it. Yeah. To go by their their last names or a middle name um, because it, it, it posed a threat, a supposed threat, which yeah. I just it baffles my mind yeah but yeah there was a certain um aura of kind of unity in the months and and even a couple of years following that yeah um you know obviously there there were ugly things that came out of this too but but in general sort of a feeling of unity and i think it uh like the juxtaposition of that versus now which is there's an aura of like divisiveness combativeness yeah. like yeah. selfishness yeah. like where people won't tolerate other people anywhere near them people won't you hit someone with a stroller it's time to throw hands you know it's just a yeah. totally different vibe now yeah. obviously it's also strangely enough more crowded now than it was after that when we're in a time when let's face it the the uh information they knew about viruses for the, the longest time was you know a really good defense is to be yeah. like spread apart from each other but now it's like people are more cramped and crowded mm -hmm. in there yeah. after post september 11th is the opposite man it was all kinds of space everywhere when, yeah you know and uh, that's what i mean it's it's kind of the reverse of what it should be yeah. like i think in honesty i i thought we'd bounce back faster from 9 11 than we did from this and it was the opposite which is like you said it's funny but you brought up that word selfishness and i think we live in a time where people are way more selfish sure. and just yeah. want to go have fun and it right. doesn't matter at what cost that is, whereas opposed to then, I think, you know, back then, I think 20 years ago, pre, you know, pre everyone having a phone well, it's, on yeah, at all times uh, and pre-internet yeah, access, you know. Being like an old man speed. saying social media is the devil, but I mean, you know, we, we communicate differently. We, we, we spread views differently. We find people that are like-minded and not like-minded differently. In yeah, well, yeah. I think it's, it's just a the different... It's a it's a different atmosphere, yeah. so it's hard to compare the two. You're right, logically speaking, yeah. the, the park should be emptier after something There's like no other this than that. Right? But no. yeah, and, and when you just talk about the the level of la how much more connected we are now than we yeah. were even uh, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. you know, you seven eight years ago, you're like, man, will you please take your eyes off your phone and look where you're walking? And now you're like, oh no, actually, like I kind of have to look at my phone to experience this park because uh, uh, everything is But also my, my like livelihood probably depends. <laughs> right. Everyone yeah. probably has a job that relies on some, right. you know, yeah. looking at the phone yeah. during their day, right? Like the world's just, it's a very different, it's a very different place now than it was 20 years ago. And it is, I, I think again, it's sort of this, this, you know, 
the world's a little more selfish. I think that's a product of social yeah. media. I just think I thought it was funny to think that after 9-11 where the, the only thing that presented a real danger was, um, you know, travel or, or being in places that are, high, you know, high population density. Um, and then this, we have this virus, which is very bad to be in high, high density of people. And people are like, ah, let's all go. And very quickly <laughs> after, like the crowd levels are not, they're not far off from where they were. They're not terribly different now than they were in 2019, despite what anyone wants to tell you. They're very similar. Universal doesn't want to tell you they had the best attendance year in their history last year. They don't want to tell you that, but it's absolutely a thing that's been talked about internally. Um, it is a weird and wild time, but 9-11, I mean, that changed, you know, we didn't have security. Now you have, yeah. it, it took them 20, what's crazy is that it took them 20 years to build permanent security <laughs> bag check I areas. Yeah. I can't believe, like, they thought at some point it was going to go away, and finally yeah. it just got to, like, 2017, and someone came in and was like, guys, for the 50th, can we build, can we build, like, structures with, like, real fans and like yeah. real infrastructure. And the best part is, the best part of all of this was as soon as they built this, after 20 years of waiting, as soon as they built this, they changed the way they screen people. Yeah. Yeah. So the way it's set up doesn't even work for what, for what they're doing. Yeah. They waited so long that it became irrelevant and now they have to like redesign the inside <laughs> design again. They've just set up these, these weird little scanners between yeah. you know, these bag check tables because Things changed as soon as they installed them. Well, look in general how the company responded to 9-11, right? Yeah. They're like, hey, we got to get the message out there. It's safe yeah. to come. We want you back. Let's bring more people. You know, come on back to yeah. Disney. We'll make it a, a safe and fun experience. Yeah. And now they're like, yo, we're going to have to jack those prices up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna go to go until we break all of you. Like, we're going to find yeah. where the point is where people say, no, I'm not coming. Yeah. Right? They didn't. They didn't wait. They didn't. They didn't come back and go. You know what? We're just grateful that we have people coming and keeping us in business. We're grateful that guests are returning to the parks. Yeah. We're grateful <laughs> to have yeah be a part of their magic of their vacation. No, they went they straight canceled. for like. All right, yeah. we want we want to get rid of more yeah. stuff and we're going to charge cancel more money. your annual pass. Yeah, yeah. won't yeah. let you buy a new one. Yeah. Um, just completely. I after nine eleven, every possible discount. Oh yeah. We got new perks as pass holders. There was a lounge. There was a lounge at the land. We had a lounge with free soda. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a thing. It existed. We stayed. We bought a buy four nights, get three free at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And then when yeah. we showed up, they gave us a framed lithograph with a pin as a gift. Sure. I never felt so uh, beloved by that yeah. company as I mm. did at that moment where if you showed up, they... It just seemed like every cast member and the company as a whole was, again, so appreciative of your business. And yeah. it, you, you just had the most... One, that's really when we fell in love with going, was that period, because you yeah. did just feel... You felt wanted and respected as a customer. Yeah. And it was great. And it, that even still lasted for quite a while after that. You always paid a premium, Yeah, but it felt different. Yeah. You didn't feel like you were being exploited. You didn't feel like you were being like squeezed. No, because then when prices went back to normal, they started cutting away the discounts. It didn't feel like, oh, they're squeezing us. It felt like, oh, yeah, it's been several years. Like, people are coming again. I understand. Yeah. But in the end, like, we still had pass holder discounted rooms at some percentage. Like, we still, there were still perks, right? Like, so we lost some. But it wasn't, like, all-out war against us as a customer. It wasn't, oh, good, we're closed for three months. It is time to do every penny-pinching action 
any manager has ever brought up, yeah. right? There's a, there's a big difference. It's a very big difference. And said so Magical Express was introduced during that time, a new free service that took you from the airport to your hotel. Please come, you're important to us. Yeah. 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 Oh, you want to yeah. buy a ticket with no expiration? Sure, you buy a no expiration yeah. ticket. Yeah. I also remember talking to like, you know, the people that I had worked with for years at the restaurant and stuff, and like, whenever it would get slow, they were like, trust me guys, it's not as slow as like it could be, because they would talk about after 9-11 yeah. it, and they said it was just dead. They would work with maybe like five to seven servers at the restaurant, yeah. you know, and it wasn't because station sizes were limited. That was because they literally just didn't have people showing up. You know, and, and so whenever it would get slow, they'd be like, this is nothing. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, think about Hollywood Studios. Think about how hard it is to get a dining reservation in that park. I remember you could just eat wherever you wanted in that park for years. Yeah. You could just wherever you wanted. Round Derby lunch, it's you and four other tables in the <laughs> whole place. Now yeah. I go in for lunch. I'm there at 11 a.m. and the place is packed. <laughs> like, all these people want... To eat at 11 a.m. This is insane. <laughs> it's it's things have changed. Things have changed a lot. They've changed a lot. And 9/11, uh, it was an interesting. What what gets lost in this shuffle too was, um, you know, three weeks after this, they were supposed to start the hundred years of magic, yeah. and they ended up not. They ended up delaying it till December 5th. Um, so that you know really changed a lot of things. And I think that ended up getting extended into 2003 because of that. And um, yeah, it had a, a pretty big effect. Like, they were expecting this. They, they kept doing these annual events because it was like, well, they draw a lot of people. We just got to keep coming up with them because it was kind of all in succession, 25 years and Millennium Celebration. And then coming right out of Millennium, I remember at the Disney store, that of all places, like, right after, they were like, oh, yeah, they're going to do 100 years starting in October. It's like, oh, there's more? Okay. We're just going yeah. right into another one? All right, cool. Yeah, because um, they came out with the pins and everything for that, the 100 yeah. years. Yeah. 100 years was big. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was a lot of new stuff. More than the 50th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, more new attractions. I mean, it was who wants to be a millionaire, but still. More new, attra <laughs> more new attractions <laughs> that year. In fairness, though, Primeval World did open in the second year of the celebration. So, <laughs> yes. you know, spinning coasters do have this reputation of opening late in an event. Yeah. It happens. Uh, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the opening of that. At Primeval World? Yeah. Yeah, I had the day off from I'm work, sorry. and I was like, I've got nothing else to do. I was there the day before when they were building it. <laughs> when it got off the box truck, which is now transporting yeah. guests uh, to Galaxy's Edge. 20, 20 carnies yeah. with their climbing gear and wrenches. Get into that Galaxy's Edge box truck. You're like, what's this plywood dinosaur doing here? That's <laughs> oh, a Star Wars character. Yeah. Anything else to say about this particular event? Obviously, it belongs here. We all agree it's a top yeah. 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no argument there. All right, cool. Let's start arguing with number nine, then. <laughs> I'm sure someone will have a problem with it. Boy. The original Journey into Imagination opened. <laughs> the original attraction opened March 5th, 1983, at the, at the creation of Tony Baxter and Steve Kirk, primarily. I'm on this camera. 
It began with the Omnimover vehicles floating in the clouds and seeing the silhouette of a strange blimp mixed with a vacuum cleaner, hearing the humming and singing <laughs> of its pilot. Trust me, it was better than it sounds. Trust me on this one, kids. In the next scene, the riders come right next to this vessel and the pilot, an old man with a red beard, dressed in a blue suit and a top hat. You know, when you, when you explain it, <laughs> when you explain it, it doesn't sound that great. I promised you it was better than this. He introduces himself as the Dreamfinder, voiced by Chuck McCann, saying that he uses his vehicle, the Dreammobile, to collect dreams and ideas to create all sorts of new things. Soon he creates a figment of his imagination with two tiny wings, eyes big and yellow, horns of a steer, but a lovable fellow. From head to tail, he's royal purple pigment, and there, voila, you've got a figment. Both Dreamfinder and the Dragon Figment, voiced by Billy Barty, imagine things to fill the idea bag. And when the idea bag is full, Dreamfinder declares the ideas need to be emptied at the Dreamport, which is never far away. Uh, regarding the scene where Figment is introduced, Baxter said, quote, if you're telling the story of Little Mermaid or Snow White, everyone already knows who they are what they like, how they sing, etc. cetera. Uh, but in a ride-like imagination, you're not familiar with the characters going into it. What is happening? The microphone jack? It's being weird. That's great. <laughs> well, I'll use this, I guess. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the American <laughs> Idol experience. <laughs> Spock the bee. Where, did people hear any of this? Cool. I'll just keep it going. It's just weird. Just weird? Yeah, just weird. The text, maybe they're telling you the text was weird because it was about a red bearded man in a vacuum blimp. So I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so Tony Baxter said, but in a ride like imagination, you're not familiar with the characters going into it. The opening scene allows you to meet Dreamfinder, understand how he created Figment, and get to know Figment's personality. So at the end, those four minutes, you know the characters. It was a four-minute-long scene in a ride that followed you. It was insane. It's never been tried again, by the <laughs> way. The Omnimovers leave the side of the Dreammobile and enter the Dreamport storage room, which includes a massive contraption for sorting ideas. Also in the room, there are numerous objects, including boxed applause, a plasma ball, and a birdcage of musical notes. And after leaving the storage room, the ride continues through several rooms representing art, literature, the performing arts, and science. I won't bore you with all the details. You should go watch a ride through if you've never seen this, because it's fantastic, by the way. Yes, and then the ride would exit into the ImageWorks, which was meant to be a creative playground of the future. ImageWorks was located above the ride where guests could play with their imaginations. The activities included interactive exhibits such as giant kaleidoscopes, uh, pin screens, a rainbow corridor, a drama stage with a green screen. Uh, it was before you could have that in your own studio in celebration. Um, it was quite a time. Uh, the ImageWorks section of the pavilion opened five months before Journey to Imagination. It was a hit amongst guests. However, the ride would close on October 10th, 1998, in order to begin a major renovation of the attraction. Renovation's a kind word for what they did <laughs> to this thing. But here, um, this is, I can tell you, the highest ranking attraction of any kind on this list is Journey to Imagination. Obviously, it's been gone for a long time, but uh, this guy continues to be important to Walt Disney World. People know who he is, yeah. even if they've never seen this attraction, they know this little purple dragon. And, You'll wait seven and a half hours to buy a popcorn bucket with it. Right? Yeah. We wouldn't have the popcorn bucket without this ride. That's the main takeaway you all should have from tonight's <laughs> show. If you learn anything, 
said all of this was leading up to the popcorn bucket, which will probably be moment number one on this countdown. I would assume. <laughs> Doug Live is number two, and then number one is the release of the Figment popcorn bucket. Yeah, um, I it, it gave the park an, the, an identity, right? That continues today, right? It well, gave, they had no Mickey, no Minnie. There right. were no characters in the beginning. Yeah. This so, was meant to be the thing that would appeal to kids. So it makes sense. I mean, I, I don't know if they thought it would transcend into where that character is the park icon. Mm. I mean, the park mascot, I guess. You know, that, that's crazy. So yeah. um, it had a huge impact on the park. It had a huge impact on, on you know, kids who went to the park. I mean, that's part of why you're such a fan of Disney World. I yeah, mean, I don't, it's, I don't it's a know. part of your identity. Would as, my life be completely yeah. different if it wasn't for that ride? It's totally possible. I don't it's, know. It's one that really connected with you. No, I'll say, uh, I remember as a kid, uh, I went to, a, my mom dragged me over to, you know, while she was hanging out with a friend or something, and her friend had a, an Epcot shirt with Figment. Instantly, I understood what that park was about. I was yeah. like, oh, Figment, imagination, mm -hmm. Figment of imagination, yeah. Epcot. The, yeah. And boom, I didn't, nobody had to explain to me what this park was yeah. about. I wanted to go there, and I was just a kid. Yeah. It just instantly, so the character, like, so the attraction was, was great. But what really came out of the attraction is almost bigger, right? The song, the character, uh, image works, all these things were so central to that Epcot experience mm -hmm. yeah. that it really, uh, it really gave, it, it made it easy to explain what the park was, really. You because know, all these other things, science and nature yeah. and motion and all these things, you, you, you get it. But really, imagination, to me, was what uh, drew me to the park as a kid. It was, I get it, right? There's a little bit of whimsy. Yeah. There's a little bit of science. There's a little bit of uh, this and that. Uh, and uh, to me, it just, just the Figment character was so genius yeah. that if nothing, if that was a terrible attraction, the fact, which it wasn't, uh, the fact <laughs> that Figment came out of it made it work. Yeah. It, it connected everything. It made it made the experience as a as a kid. It helped connect the whole generation. I feel the, to to Epcot because yeah. I, I I remember as, as a kid I would always like be kind of half a little like upset the day we were going to Epcot because it was like the world showcase. My parents are gonna drag <laughs> me around the world showcase. Dad's I just wanna stay can again. we stay in the front please? Like I remember <laughs> that, yeah. And, and but we but, can go eat at Alfredo's. But, but otherwise I'd like to stay yeah. in the front. But I got to see Figment, you know? Yeah. And and yes, I, I, I loved the rest of Future World. I loved World of Motion. I loved Horizons, but it, they they were fun to go on, but what excited me, what always stuck in my head, was was Figment and that picture I have as a kid, you know, with Figment and Dreamfinder. I mean, I you know, like that's a happy moment. That's a happy you, memory. You couldn't define a park with a singular image of Horizon. Horizon's no, my favorite attraction. No, you can't. No. But if they had based their marketing of Epcot around Horizons, yeah, yeah, like kids wouldn't have been interested right. in this at all. Yeah. No, no. Right. Like these are those are great attractions, right? But if you yeah. think about like what became the mascots of those attractions. They're not indelible characters, no. right? They're great characters. Right. They, they serve a wonderful purpose in the scenes they're in. But like the sea monster from World of Motion and the robot butler are not the things that people left that park with it burned into their memory, right? No. Well, I mean, you couldn't do a meet and greet with the, the robot and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, you know, but you could, you could meet and greet Dreamfinder and Figment. Yeah. You know, and I think it also speaks 
to the Imagineers that helped build and create that park and the fact that literally there were no other, they, they didn't do add-on characters like they do now there yeah. to get people's attention. They created new characters for these rides. Yeah. And, it, and it all had this coercive this co this theme of, you know, the front of the park, it was about learning and imagination and you could go in to the Figment ride and it it just kind of solidified everything that the front half of that park was about. Yeah. You know, and, and science and art and literature and everything that was there, you yeah. know. And then you go into the back of the park and then it would be about countries and you could learn about the different countries and and different things like that. Whereas now it's like they feel the need to tie in characters yeah. they already have. Yeah. Nothing in that park them. like connected with a kid. No. I mean, it, yeah, it there's wasn't... a robot butler. He had you didn't know anything yeah. about him. He's a robot. Yeah. There's a sea monster. He's he's cool looking. He didn't have a personality. Like he's not expressing a personality and and singing along with a dude and. But also part know. of that's like now you want to talk down to your audience, right? Yeah. Like as a kid, I loved those rides. Not as much as Figment, but I loved Spaceship Earth and Universe of Energy and Horizons and World of Motion. I loved all of those. Were they necessarily the most kid-friendly things ever made? No, but they didn't need to be because you weren't talking down to your audience. You're trying to make something that spoke to everybody, right? right. Without talking down to them. It's like, we're going to talk about big topics, and yeah, it's going to be toned down a little bit for mass consumption, but we're going to talk about hard topics. Like Universe Energy is going to talk about like energy problems and where are we going to get energy in the future? Future And Spaceship Bird's going to talk about, like, yeah, sometimes in human history, like, Bad things happen that were major setbacks, like the fall of Rome and this. But look at where, look at how yeah. we came out of that, and look at where the world came to. And that's what was wonderful about Epcot, and also like the boldness to to be like in 1982, we're going to build a new Disney theme park. It's not a castle park. It doesn't have lands. And you know what, Mickey and Minnie, you can't come in. Like we're gonna yeah. we're gonna do something you you've never seen top, before. You can stand on top of Space of Earth for a commercial. And that's <laughs> yeah. It. Well, yeah. that's that's later yeah. though. Yeah. That's after Eisner's like, okay, like they can still be there, right? Yeah. Like people expect them. They can be there. That's fine. Yeah. Well, and even then, they were only allowed in the back section. You didn't really yeah. see them. You know, they did the cavalcade back then. The, the and then eventually he got his space suit. Yeah. yeah. He got his rainbow space suit eventually. Yeah. But his scuba suit and yeah. scuba suit. Yeah. Eighty six. He got his scuba suit. Yeah. Um, but I also remember, like, my mom, like, writing notes to school. Like, we're going on vacation, but it's learning vacation because they had planned on taking us to Epcot. Like, yeah. that was her that was her get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, we're going to spend a day, and you're going to go learn these things. You're going to go actually yeah. learn something. But you didn't know you were learning, right? Because I, I, yeah. what, what always struck me about Epcot is, like, learning through inspiration, right? Every ride was this inspirational view of what the future could be. Yeah. Um, you know, which well, the world could probably use now, and instead we're going to have, you know, Uga Chaka blasting in our ears on a <laughs> roller coaster. Yeah, we're really making a difference in the world now. But that's, the, I want to yeah. talk about storytelling for a minute, right? Because I think imagination is, is Disney storytelling at its best. It's, you don't know what this is. All we've told you is it's a journey into imagination. And we're not telling you anything before you get in this ride. There's a crazy ass mural on this wall. Yeah. You're not figuring out what this means. Get in, get in the vehicle. <laughs> and then like the wildest thing happens. Like people don't understand how crazy this opening scene was. You spend four minutes. The car's moving the whole time in four minutes. You are just stuck in this scene with these this blimp and these projections and these animatronic characters. And it is the wildest yeah. thing 
you've ever seen. <laughs> and, it's, and then suddenly, magically, at the end, the scene lets you go, and you go through a normal <laughs> ride, and you're like, how did that? What? I thought we were stuck in, like a, in a room. No, we were moving the whole time. Yeah. Um, and compare that amazing. to now, where it's really this kind of basic explanation of what the yeah. imagination is, yeah. It connects it more to your five senses than in a, you know than well, rides guard. But I, yeah. I think looking at, at it compared to other Disney attractions now, right? Like you didn't know these characters, but by the end of the thirteen minutes of Journey into Imagination, you knew those two characters. You knew them, yeah. and you loved them, and they were gonna you know you're gonna carry with them them with you the rest of your life. Now, like we have Mickey and Minnie who have been around for ninety years, and you put them in a ride, and I still don't know what the hell's going on in that thing. Like, at no point, and there are some cars in that ride you sit in, I couldn't tell you what the narrative of that ride is. I couldn't tell right. you what's going yeah. on. That is a problem in storytelling. You want to know why I don't like Runaway Railway? Because it has no concise story. It has no, no and people oh, because it's a cartoon, it's wacky. That's, that's garbage. That's a garbage yeah. excuse. Because Roger Rabbit's cartoon like, spin took you into the cartoon world. You know what? I understand what's going on in that ride. Yeah. Oh, it's they like got a detective, out. and she's... Uh, well, but even so, <laughs> even so, I still see that like it reads, you know, it's unlike Runaway Railway. Like yeah. I spent enough time in that room and it's it's staged well enough and paced well enough to where I at least know what's going on, you know, and yeah. Railway isn't. And that's that's something we've lost in this age is not the problem is not IPs. The problem is IPs for the sake of IPs and not writing a good story. Right. Runaway Railways, it's just not a good story. It's not well told. The pacing's terrible. It, it just, yeah, oh, it looks, yeah, it looks cool. Okay, that's yeah. great. Well, I mean, yeah, for that one, you literally go, you're, you're on a railroad, you're this and that, and then you're dancing. I don't know why there's mm -hmm. a dance Sometimes you miss a whole scene, if the, that volcano eruption. If oh, you're yeah. in the fourth car, you never even saw what the scene was before. The it's just red, the sky's uh, just red. You're like, like is there a yeah. plague? Like, what is, what is happening? I never saw him hit wow. that switch in the, la in the oh, like, yeah. final... Scene? Like, the three cars behind the front like, car? Yeah, I have no idea. Car or I Am like, I in a, I'm in a factory? What's happening? I think what? something bad was about to happen. Yeah. And now the we're factory fine. became a park. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anymore. But that's it's yeah. storytelling. Like they're just. It's a lack of. And I think yeah. it too. I mean, if you look at what's being produced now, and I mean, with the exception, I think, of Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Um, everything moves so fast, so mm -hmm. quick, because nobody has the patience yeah. to sit and go through a 13-minute attraction like we used to. But do we assume? No, we do. We assume, it's not, right? It's assumption. We assume because yeah. those things get old, and then the assumption is when the lines die down for them that, oh, it's because people, people don't yeah. want to go on a 30-minute ride at the Universe Energy. Well, yeah, maybe they don't, but also you haven't updated it in 25 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone's seen it. I'm not going back in there. I loved Universe Energy. You know how often I went on that? Like twice a year. Right. That was enough. It's 30 minutes long. I'm like, all right, twice a year I feel, all right, I like this ride. I yeah. need to go on it more often than right. that. It's fine. But that wasn't happening with Figment and Horizons and those. They just, they needed to be updated, right? It was time. It was time for them to be modernized. That's what, yeah. you know, no one, no one that ever fights through the original Journey into Imagination or that original park is going to tell you nothing should have ever been updated. They'll just tell you it should have been updated better in most cases, yeah. right? You know, but the spirit of Epcot is change. But, but you know, there's good change and there's bad change, right? <laughs> and we've had a lot of bad change. 
I think there's also just change for the sake of change, and I don't. Which is what happened with yeah. Kodak. Kodak was like, uh, "This ride's kind of old. We would like to do something new." And Michael Eisner's like, "I hate that character. Let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> and then it bit him in the ass, and rightfully so. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he they deserved it. They thought, "Oh, it'll be great. We'll cut cut half the ride out, and we'll." We'll just do optical illusions like in a Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> It'll be great. And then people wrote it and were like, wow, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. And that is one of the shortest lived attractions in the entire history of theme parks. And not because it didn't work, which, you know, there are plenty of rides that had technical problems, like Rocket yeah. Rods, where they closed quickly. Yeah. Um, because they didn't work. But, but it's the only Disney attraction that closed so quickly just because it was so awful. It was so hated. Yeah. That people were just like, close this ride. Well, and then I remember, because um, I was then on the Disney College where I was there when they reopened the new one with Figment. And yeah. that was the big thing is Figment's back Figment's in the back. attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there was a huge, like, there's a line. pin event, and there's merchandise. It was yeah. everywhere. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was like, for five minutes, I enjoyed this version of the ride. But what's, what's wild now is when we posted, we did a post a couple weeks ago. Um, about how, how long the current version has existed. And now, um, someone else just shared, um, officially now it has, been al it has been alive for half of the existence of Epcot, the current ride. Yeah. Wow. The current yep. ride was a Band-Aid, right? Like, and I applaud the people mm -hmm. that, that tried on a shoestring budget where they stole money from the Mission Space budget, by the way, to finish it because they weren't given enough money to do what they did do. So they just stole money out of Mission Space. Yeah. Or like, yeah, we spent that on Mission Space. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> they ended up being $12 million total on the Figment ride, which was, you know, nothing. It was not much yeah. money. It was just like, all right, fine. People want this. Just just throw a bunch of Figment statues in. It'll be all right. Which, you know what? It, it certainly was better, and we were happy for five minutes. And then by the end of that decade, I was like, all right, when are you, you guys going to fix this for real? Is it? And now here we'd still... We're still here. We're still yeah. talking about this. Mm -hmm. And the rest of Epcot has been leveled. And we're still getting <laughs> farted on by skunk figure. <laughs> it's, still, it's still happening to me. I was told this yeah. was temporary, and it's been 19 years. I remember, I'm though, still... when the, the toilet actually used to drip. Yeah. Because it actually did drip on. Yeah, yeah all the dolls that you do things. Now it's the Pop. toilets yeah. and the real bathrooms that drip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up, up on the <laughs> They found a way. Only Disney yeah. has figured it out. A broken yeah. man's bidet. Oh. No, it's it's just such a it's such a bad... And I know people love... Fi I love Figment. I do. But I'd rather he... I'd rather anything but whatever that current ride is. It's It was fine at the moment, but... If you go on that now and you're like, I love it, I think I feel like you're lying to yourself. I feel like you, you have to be. I don't, I don't know how you go on that current ride and are like, this is amazing. How do you go on Rise of the Resistance and then go on Figment and you're like, this is great. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's wonderful and the song's wonderful, but Figment and the song don't, you know, are not yeah. the only things that make the ride, you know, worthwhile. No. And they can certainly both exist outside of the ride. Um, he's great as a mascot, but we, you know, I think everyone would like to see something better with him. It's the only thing that's what they don't understand. Like you could, I, you could put IPs in every other inch of that park. If you give us yeah. Dreamfinder and Figment in a new ride that's good, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, we would let you spit on us, step on <laughs> us, you know, whatever you want. Throw our wallets in a fire, like whatever you want to do. 
you can do You're if you gave us that. You're basically describing the current Disney <laughs> But they won't give us this one thing. What I'm telling them, what I'm telling them is the internet will stop complaining if you give them this one thing. Like, yeah. we'll actually, like, the Rivers of Light Amphitheater could sit empty for 30 more years. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you give us this one thing, the Yeti could be broken. The whole place <laughs> could be in ruins. But if this one ride is functional and what we want it to be, everyone, yeah. will be everyone will be cool. I promise. We'll all be cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think there are very few rides in the history of the Disney parks um, that I've had that that feeling when you get off where you just knew it was something very special. Um, and most recently, I think when we went to Hong Kong and did Mystic Manor, it felt a lot like that, where it was these original characters and this the incredible technology and a really great story and incredible music, original music. And it just, like, I, I kind of teared up because it was it reminded me of, like, the going on the original figment. I was like, this is, this is Disney. This is what mm -hmm. it's supposed to be. Great storytelling characters you instantly fall in love with and that mean something to you. And a ride that's a reason you want to go back to a place over and over and yeah. over again. And yeah. I didn't expect this to be here, but I, I, I do appreciate that it got into the top ten. It makes a lot of sense because... We talk about, we, we've talked a lot about other attractions that are iconic in the parks that they're in, but if we're to take an attraction that is special to Walt Disney World, yeah. and not only is, you know, we could say is iconic or whatever, but it also has that emotional connection, right? Like, the, you know, Splash Mountain's great, but it's not like it has an emotional connection with you, like, that you take away the, the way level. this one, no. Yeah. No, there's there's memories, there's excitement, it's fun, um, and it's an essential part of, of your trip. But this is this just connects with people in a different way, and that's what yeah. honestly that's what a lot of the Epcot attractions did. Yeah. Um, and then this one just rose above the rest. So yeah. There are two there are two grand mistakes in the history of Disney World, maybe three with Magical Express. Oh boy. But, but <laughs> I think I think there are two things they closed that were huge mistakes and it was figment and great movie ride and i think yeah. history yeah. will prove those were like uh, the Monsieur two things eh. i love mr toad but did it did it ruin disney world i don't know right and mr toad's still in other places right yeah. but there is you can't go anywhere and see figment and you can't go anywhere and see the great movie ride mm -hmm. right yeah still go to disneyland it's not as good as the disney world one was but he's still there you could eat in his house in paris which is great it's a cool little restaurant. It's cool. Um, but I think, again, like two things that were in the DNA of Disney World specifically is Figment and Great Movie Ride, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else to say? I feel like we've said more than enough, probably. All right, let's go to number eight. Oh, no. The announcement of the Florida Project. It's number eight. In 1959, Walt Disney Productions began to look for land to house a second resort. Uh, which, uh, to supplement uh, Disneyland. Uh, market surveys at the time revealed that only 5% of Disneyland visitors came from east of the Mississippi, where 75% of the population lived. Additionally, Walt Disney disliked the businesses that had sprung up around Disneyland and wanted more control over a larger area of land for his next project. Walt Disney took a flight over a potential site in Orlando, Florida, one of many in November of 63. And after witnessing the well-developed network of roads and taking the planned construction of both Interstate 4 and Florida's Turnpike into account, with McCoy Air Force Base, later Orlando International Airport, to the east, Disney selected a centrally located site near Bay Lake 
And the development was referred to in-house as the Florida Project. Uh, of course, you all know, I don't have to read you all of this, you all know about how they acquired the land, all these great things that were done in secrecy. Um, but yeah, the real estate agents were unaware of the client's identity, began making offers to landowners in April of 64 in parts of Southwest Orange and Northwest Osceola counties. The agents were careful not to reveal the extent of their intentions, and they were able to negotiate numerous land contracts with some landowners, including large tracts of land for as little as $100 an acre, except uh, for the, uh, what are the, what's the little resort complex, Bonnet Creek? Yeah. Bonnet, except for that pact of land, they did not, they did not manage to get that. Uh, early rumors and speculation about the land purchase assumed possible development by NASA in support of the nearby Kennedy Space Center, as well as references to other famous investors, such as Ford, the Rockefellers, and Howard Hughes. An Orlando Sentinel News article published weeks later on May 20th, 1965, acknowledged a rumor that Disney was building an East Coast version of Disneyland. However, the publication denied its accuracy based on an earlier interview with Disney at Kennedy Space Center, uh, in which he claimed $50 million investment was in the works for Disneyland, and he had no interest in a new park. In October of 65, editor Emily Bavar of the Sentinel visited Disneyland during the park's 10th anniversary. In an interview with Disney, she asked him if he was behind the recent purchases. Bavar later described that Disney looked like I had thrown a bucket of water in his face before <laughs> denying the story. His reaction, combined with other research obtained during her visit, led Bavar to author a story on October 21st, 1965, where she predicted that Disney was building a second theme park in Florida. Uh, three days later, after gathering more information, the Sentinel published another article headline, we say, mystery, in mystery Industry is Disney. Disney, of course, then published a rebuttal piece in which they said Bavar had never stooped so low. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> Carry on with misinformation. Nah. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Walt Disney, <laughs> Walt Disney had originally planned to publicly reveal Disney World on November 15th, but in light of the Sentinel story, Disney asked Governor Hayden Burns to confirm the story on October 25th. His announcement called the new theme park the greatest attraction in the history of Florida. The official reveal was kept, in, uh, kept on the previously planned November 15th date, and Disney joined Burns in Orlando for the event, the announcement of the Florida Project. Um, I always love that story, because it just tells you how much the world has changed, where, um, you know, and it's happened before with us, too, when we announced Disney Springs, where they basically set up the model in the Splitsville, uh, whatever, the, the uh, attic in Splitsville, and a week later they went and made the announcement, because it was out there already. And then they didn't say two words to me, which is fine. That's, that's a fair way to handle it, um, as opposed to more recent, where it's, nah. you know, it's like you're at war with people for releasing information early. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but this is really interesting that, again, uh, the, the Sentinel made the announcement, and then Disney was like, all right, let's just let's come clean. And the world found out uh, that Walt Disney World was a thing. Yeah, I always found, find the story fascinating, too. I always, like, when I first started learning about behind the scenes at the theme parks and how things were created and run. And uh, I always thought it was fascinating to also read a lot about how you know, Disney developed different relationships with the government around yeah. here and how they structured everything. I, I always find that th those, those origins really fascinating. I, I also sometimes you know, think like, like it's fun to just think about like what would happen like if that kind of thing happened in the era of social media, right? Like yeah. it'd be totally different. Like there's no way yeah. I feel something like this, like 
can, can happen, right? Like, like internet sleuths would figure it out. Yeah, well, yeah Tom I mean, as look at, to the look story. at every, there's, there's no look way. At, look at every major, you know, development of the Walt Disney theme parks of the last decade, right? Yeah. Nothing was kept no secret. Way. Like Star Wars Hotel yeah. was, yeah. we leaked that months in advance. Um, they didn't really do a good job keeping that one secret. But like, you know, the Mickey ride, like we knew Great Movie Ride was closing. Um, that was announced almost a year in advance. Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout was the worst kept secret ever. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it was certainly easier to keep secrets like that back then. Sure, um, yeah. Which, kudos to her. Like, she asked him those questions, and when he accidentally knew too much about Orlando, she figured it out, and he yeah. was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, um, you touched on a bit of trivia, just uh, random trivia. But when people say, why is Orlando International MCO? Because it used to be McCoy yeah. Field or McCoy Air Force Base. Right? Uh-huh. So just yeah. But they just kept the MCO, which yeah. is the wild. I know over the years they've tried 100 times to change it, and someone's <laughs> always been like, nah. Yeah. 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 There's, a, um, there's a book, I believe. I think it's called, and you may probably have read it, but I want to say it's called Spinning Walt's World. Yeah, yeah. Or Spinning, and it, it deals with, um, basically, the gentleman that wind up taking over the PR department um, when Disney first kind of... He used to be a reporter for one of the papers in California. Yeah, yeah. And he had done a story about Disneyland. Um, and really, his his report for Disneyland was the only story in a paper that like didn't put down Disneyland because yeah. he... He, him and his wife had left and then came back later in the park when it kind of cleared out a little. And so they were actually able to experience Disneyland for yeah. what it was. And so Walt yeah. wound up hiring him. And he talks about in his book how for, for the Florida Project yeah. that the big thing was is that um, the, I think it was the, um, the, like the owner of the Orlando Sentinel came to Walt before running the story that this reporter had yeah. and was like, I'm not looking to block her, but I also don't want to report fabrication. Which is the right, the editor, did yeah. the, that's the right thing to do. Is like, and we're going to run this. Is it accurate or inaccurate? Yeah. Would you like to and make a statement, they didn't, right? They didn't deny it, yeah. but they also didn't say, like, you know, they. but I no found comment, that really no interesting. Yeah was literally the fact that, and because the head of the PR department used to work for a newspaper, like his integrity was in the same place of, we can't yeah. block this information. Yeah. And so they said, let her run, let her yeah. run with the report. Yeah. And then they broke the news later. Which but. is the way Disney was up until yeah. like the last PR director who she's, she's left now, thank God. Um, where it's it's everything's at war with everyone. Like yeah. a good example in the LA Times, there there was a reviewer at the LA Times that typically did not positively review Disney films. So they stopped inviting the LA Times to movie reviews. To which the entire journalistic world was like, "It's the LA Times. You can't not invite them <laughs> yeah. to a movie review because they generally don't like your movies. That's not the way it works." Right. And then yeah. eventually they buckled. Yeah. If you think yeah. about. How big this news must have been, especially for oh, yeah. locals, yeah. people live in a region. How massive a story this yeah. is, and no matter how massive you thought it was back then, they probably never dreamed yeah. of the impact that it would have and how big it would become, yeah. and how important to Florida's economy and Central Florida's economy yeah. and the city of Orlando 
uh, to well, there suddenly, was none of that, really. Right. There was, right. Right. There was orange right. like, No matter how big they dreamed it, yeah. I don't think they could have ever dreamed it. There's a reason like why every big city in the world wants a Disneyland, right? And it's because, look, Anaheim and Orlando yeah. were both nothing. They were orange groves and swamp, and there was nothing there. And now both of them are these insanely large cities that make so much money for the state and local government um, they just print money for them. They've changed yeah. the world for those, those. They made both of those cities tourist destinations when they were not. And it's, what's funny is a lot of the other places they ended up building were already tourist destinations. But these two in particular, these two cities only really exist, you know, as a city because of Disneyland and Disney World. Yeah. Especially back then, you can't, we, we don't think of things in these terms, but you can't underestimate the impact of having a Disney park on both coasts, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't as accessible out in California to people on the East Coast as it might be today. It might, you know, it's a bit easier Flying to... Flying across the country was, was right. still a novelty. It, it, and was. it was. just starting yeah. to become a really affordable thing in the 70s. Yeah. And that's, again, this is not in the exactly. 70s yet when this is announced. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, Walt never dreamed that idiots like us who live right on the doorstep of Disney World would fly uh, across the country to go to uh, Disneyland multiple times right. a year. Yeah. Walt wouldn't have shown up at Destination right. D either. It's very, far. Yeah. it's very far. He would have been like, that'll take several days. I, I have a party on Friday night. I cannot make it. And back then it was still, you know, revolutionary entertainment, right? I mean, yeah. just... Stuff we didn't have all over the place. You know, yeah. now we have multiple parks that are yeah. like that. But you know, yeah, it was a, it was, you know, it was a pretty monumental thing. Like, well, you know. that and if you think about it, just to have the the you know the idea to be like, I don't know what all we're gonna be putting on this land, but I want a lot of right, it. a lot of right. it. to yeah. have that yeah. foresight to be like, this is what, like, we want a huge space of land because yeah. they knew. From Disneyland, that they were like, this isn't like this isn't enough for all of our ideas and stuff, and so to to have that, and you figure when he announced it and when they bought it, the amount of land, yeah. I mean, it was larger then than it is now, and all of Disney World now it's larger than the city of San Francisco, yeah, and they've sold some of that property off, yeah. Yeah. You know, and if you think about that, and you're like, holy crap. They lost crap. some of it, including the land we're on right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This used to be theirs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, just um, the amount of, of no. property he, you know, he had the good sense to to purchase. Good cheap land. He's got, yeah. He's got, like, guys that are like, well, look, we bought, we bought enough land that's bigger than Manhattan. Yeah. And, and Walt's like, Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Make it bigger. Yeah. Like, we couldn't get this Bonnet Creek thing. Like, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna we'll build around it. It's fine. I want to stand. That'll on never be a problem. I want to stand <laughs> on a balcony and not see a trashy motel. Yeah. You know, shabby business. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, it was it. It was incredible. But but again, he knew he wanted to do something different, right? He knew. He knew he needed to build a theme park in order to build the project, but he always wanted to do 
I think he was he was concerned about his legacy. I think he he had done all this fun family entertainment, but I think he was worried about his legacy he would leave the world. And so he's like, well, what if I left the world this blueprint of the future, right, yep. in this, this city? And so he wanted somewhere big enough not just to, to keep, you know, I think it gets it gets minimized, I think, for public consumption to the fact of, oh, the, the motels. Yeah, obviously he wanted to have that bubble. But in the end, he really, he really loved this idea he had for this city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... So I need enough land to build the city and an airport and all these, you know, all these things. Yeah. And so much of that land was cheap. You think about like yeah. a quarter of an acre. What does that cost in Golden Oak now? <laughs> they probably got it for like a nickel. It's got to be the, yeah. the greatest yeah. the greatest land purchase in American history. It's well, I mean, there's like the Louisiana Purchase. And I think he got a better deal. I don't deal. know. I don't know. The U.S. Yeah. lost money eventually probably <laughs> on that deal. We're not good with money. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. They did, a, they did a pretty good job. But this announcement, again, an announcement that changed yeah. um, this state forever, changed American pop culture forever, right? It's, I'm interested to see what goes above this. There's some there's some good stuff to yeah, come. I'm sure there are. Some good stuff to I mean, come. Good reason to tune in again. Right? I might. <laughs> you know, I can't with this guy. <laughs> oh, boy. That's it. Those are the three we have for tonight. That's it. Okay. Yep, so seven through seven. Seven. Yeah, seven. Um, through one will happen over the next few weeks leading to February 24th will be the big conclusion of this. Yep. So there you go. Wigs members, we have a post-show coming up for you. And remember, kids, there's enough land here to hold all the ideas we could possibly imagine. Good night.